You are now tuned in to 3 Plus 1, the podcast. Hello and welcome to the 3 Plus 1 podcast. 3 Plus 1 is a multi-generational podcast that crosses lines with zennial and millennial voices. Political issues, social matters, and popular culture are explored weekly in a segmented format that engages, informs, and sometimes uplifts. Hello and welcome to our Tuesday episode of the 3 Plus 1 podcast where we are joined with noted author Candy Koo of the... The Bad Bitch Devotion of the 21 Day Rise to Power. Awesome, awesome. And let's talk Tazzy. Tazzy, how has your week been so far? My week has been great, actually. It's only Tuesday, so that means my Monday was phenomenal. A phenomenal Monday. Yes. And so, Tazzy, you're starting to film your first feature film post-graduation. Has it started or you're queuing up? Queuing up. Starts this weekend. Starts this weekend coming up. And so what are you most looking forward to? Um, I don't know. Working with this new talent. Um, I think this is probably the biggest project that I've done so far. So I think just realizing that at the end of the day, this is going to be an hour and 30 minutes long and not my typical 15 minutes or less is exciting. But nerve-wracking. Exciting, but nerve-wracking as you delve into it. Yes. And Candice, you, have you always wanted to write a book? Have you always aspired to be an author, or did this come from somewhere else? No, I just got up one day and said, you know what, I'm going to write a book. I've always been a reader. I mean, I was reading before. What are some of your favorite reads? Um, of course, I love um, Sister Soldier, The Coldest Winter Ever. That's one of my favorite books. I like Sister Soldier, No Disrespect. I like Queen Latifah's autobiography. I like, um, hmm, what else do I like? I can't think off the top of my head what else do I like, but I know it will have to be Sister Soldier books, The Coldest Winter Ever, No Disrespect. If you wrote, if you wrote, I mean, if you read um, The Coldest Winter Ever, did you like Fly Girl? By Omar uh, Tyree. It's an older book. Yeah, I, I read that book. They were all like really popular at the same time. Mm-hmm. I read that book, but Sister Soldier was a little bit more realistic to me. Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you like Fly Girl, Tazzy? I remember reading Fly yeah. Girl. Yeah, I read Did Fly you guys Girl. read Friends and Lovers by Eric Jerome Dickey? It was in the yeah, same series of books stuff. at the same mm-hmm. time. Mm-hmm. So this, of course, is your first book. Is there a second book on the way? Um, I would like to write a second book. I haven't really thought about the subject matter or anything like that. I'm working on, you know, um, expanding on what I've already written because I'm going to eventually turn this into like a whole curriculum and everything. But, um, yeah, I'll, I'll eventually write a second book. You know, as I read through the book, I also would have to say that I I saw workshops. I saw a manual. I saw lots of work that you could do even the way you divide it up because it even is divided up from going uh, the first section of the book is called the weak bitch breakdown and you go from the the weak bitch breakdown all the way up to the construction construction of of a powerful powerful goddess so like i can see that as being something that people would pay to go in a workshop like you know you have workshops and women could come and they would go through this and they would learn from you and your experiences and your rules and your lessons. And so mm-hmm. I was really, I, I mean, I see tons of ways you can monetize this, even on social media with like quotes and great things because there's tons of uh, great quotes that are in here. 
One thing that I want to talk to you about are your 12 rules for investing in yourself. Mm-hmm. And yeah, for our listeners, Candace really talks about, again, some things that she says that people should do, like take a few classes down to community college. If you're a writer, write down for a few minutes every day. Uh, if you have a job, start investing in your 401k. If there is a person in your company in a leadership position that you need to learn from, connect with that person. Put aside 5% of your paycheck into a savings account for a rainy day. Pay your bills on time. Pay down your credit card debt. Invest in your own home decor a little bit and get your uh, feng shui up. Clean up your house. Make your bed every day. Get an actual bed and get rid of the air mattress and put a mattress frame underneath the box spring to get your bed off the floor. These are all things that you advocate. Now, are these all things that you do? Yes. There's not one thing on here that you violate. No. Hell no. I make up my bed every day. I invest in my 401k. I put aside money into my savings account, even though I may go in there and take some out. (laughs) I clean up my house, you know, as many times as I can. It's much easier now that I work from home. Um, So, yeah, I feel like those are all things that are beneficial to helping you get your mind right. You know what I mean? When you, You can't have your mind... You can't be all depressed and your house is fucked up and dirty. You know, that's going to be, that's going to impact your mental well-being. Get up and clean your house, vacuum your floor, uh, you know, wipe off the table, wipe off the TV, dust off your stuff, burn it instant, get your Is shit. it just as good if you have someone else do that for you? Yeah. Okay, as long as it's clean. As long as it's okay. clean. It doesn't matter. No, it don't matter. So, so Candace, you, we talked in the lab on Monday, we talked about, you know, your some of your dating experiences and some things and advice that you give to women about how they must respond to men in order to really get the most out of a relationship or even the most of a dating experience. Have you ever dated someone that wasn't good for you? Yes, I have. I spent too long with, you know, people that weren't good for me. And how did you learn to let go or were you let go? Um, I learned to let go when I realized what it was that I wanted and their willingness to not give it to me. I could no longer participate in a situation where I was not going to get everything that I needed. I mean, I know that, you know, you get people who say, stay down and da-da-da-da and and stay around and he'll eventually, you know, treat you the way you want to be treated. Mm. He'll do what you need done and everything like that. But the thing is, if I'm not getting what I need, I need to go and find me somebody who's going to give me what I need. Amen. You know, I but it's so hard to to say that to someone who is in love with someone else. That's hard to hear. If you but love you know your someone, love is toxic. Get the hell up out of there. But you don't know your love is toxic because yes, you're in you love. Is any love toxic? Relationships can be toxic. I think people can be toxic, but can love ever be toxic? Um, I think that love in and of itself is a pure entity. I feel like love is the fabric that connects us all to one another. So you're going to love everybody. You're supposed to love everybody regardless. You know, but you don't have to let that love overshadow your boundaries. You know, because you can love somebody and still have boundaries. And, and if Because I love everybody. There's nobody on the planet that I do not love. I love people when I first meet them. You know what I mean? But that don't mean I'm going to let you violate my boundaries because I have to respect myself. Right. I have to love myself enough to respect myself and also to not let you cross over any boundaries that I have in place. And be willing to let you know when you have crossed a boundary. 
you know, be willing to respectfully have that conversation with you. But if I have that conversation with you and you are showing me some things in your character to where I know that you don't have love in your heart, then I'll have to go ahead and let you go because I I can I can still love you like I'm supposed mm-hmm. to, but you can just be over there because you know it's a lot of people out here who have love in their heart who love everybody. It's a lot of people who think that way. It really is. It's, is it's, there something wrong with thinking that way? No, I don't think it's anything wrong with loving everybody. You know, I feel like love, just like the the Bible says, God is love. I feel like love is the fabric that connects every single person in this mm-hmm. in this universe. And you know, there are people who hate other people and everything like that. And I feel like that's what causes like the the disconnect between people. And that makes people not care about one another, which means you don't care about my well-being or anything like that. But when you have people who have love in their heart and they have a love for humanity as a whole, they will never want to see you hurting. They right. don't ever want to hurt another person because they understand that you're supposed to love everybody and it's not really in them to want to intentionally bring harm towards you or hurt you. And it's it's a lot of people out here that are like that. And thank God for Nipsey Hussle, you know, because he was one of those people who had love in his heart and who expressed that love towards everybody. You know, that's why it was so huge when he passed away because Nipsey Hussle loved everybody. You know, and now you get a lot of guys who, who was cool with him and, and now they coming out and they, you know, seeing the way that he lived. And they They're looking know. at the example that he set yeah. to continue that example and yeah. move it forward. Yeah. Well, speaking of your life and living it and how things are going, you have on day 10, it's stop giving a fuck. And there's a part at the beginning where you say, so if life only had a set amount of fucks to give, wouldn't you use those fucks wisely? You need to have this same mindset when you are transitioning into savage mode. So what is savage mode, Candy? To me, I feel like in order to have what you want in life, you can't give a fuck what nobody thinks. You know what I mean? You you literally cannot give a fuck what anybody thinks about you, what anybody has to say about you. If you are a single woman out here and, and you want to enjoy your life, enjoy your life. That don't, that don't mean going lay down with everybody. You know what I'm saying? You can date multiple people at one time. So does that mean that you have a lot of respect for President Book, uh, President Pab? President, oh. Because that's exactly his philosophy. President Pab most certainly doesn't care what most people think. No, he don't give a fuck what anybody thinks. But the thing is, I don't I don't believe that he really truly has love in his heart for mm-hmm. humanity. And now that's he, the difference. Now, he got the not giving a fuck thing down pat. You know what I mean? Because he don't give a fuck. He don't give yeah. a fuck at all. But I'm just saying, when you constantly worry about what, it, what somebody thinks about you or what somebody got to say about you or somebody else's opinion, that is not conducive to you going where it it is that you want to go because if a person is not willing to accept and love you for who you are mm-hmm. at your core, then that means you don't you don't need to be around them because obviously what I got going on bothers you and what the fuck that got mm-hmm. to do with me. Now, you know, Candy, I think I really, really hope that many of our listeners are going to go out and order a copy of the book. So they can read it because it's actually a lot of things in the book that I think are pretty controversial. And I actually am also pushing back on that. I don't think I necessarily, I think it does matter what people think of me. I care about what people think of me a great deal because I feel as though perception can become reality. 
And I may do something that may offend someone without the intention to do so. I may uh, act in a way that I, you know, that isn't well received. And if I do that and I cause harm to someone, I think I should care about it because it's not my intention to harm anyone. Of course, you you should care about that. But a lot of people take that approach like I'm just going to be who I am. But even if who you are is offensive to people, it might be that those who are around you and and God has placed them in your life to help you grow and help you evolve beyond a certain point in your life. Yeah, yeah. See, now, if you have love in your heart, you like I said before, you're not going to want to intentionally go out hurting people. And if you do hurt somebody, you're going to be able to own up to it and say, you know what, I hurt you and I apologize. Mm-hmm. You're going you're gonna to care about other people. But I'm saying in order to accomplish what it is that you need to accomplish in your life and you not doing and you don't want to do something because you feel like I'm worried about the opinion of X, Y, and Z because I want to have this podcast where people are probably going to be cussing or I want to mm-hmm. yeah know, people have, cussing y'all cussing yeah, tonight yeah, or, <laughs> or I want to uh-huh. create this movie where you know we have a scene that may be sexual or something like that mm-hmm. you know what I mean you can't really worry about the opinions of others because ultimately it is your you have to look out for your happiness your mm-hmm. happiness it's is your life is your vision yeah. what you want and other people are just but you also want to make a living from that right yeah so you know and if you go so far in one direction you might be prohibited from at best making a living but at worst being able to share the real truth of your vision with the whole world yeah so like a prime example I, I, I I'm a huge fan of the television show on own David Makes Man mm-hmm. I don't I don't think anybody in America that I know is watching this show. I watched that. I've watched most it. of my it's no one good. I know I watches like this guy. show but us, right? And I grew up around people yeah. like that, right? And so I can I can also you know my best friend from high school grew up in that type of an environment as well. And so when I watch the show, I really uh, see uh, David or DJ or Die Day 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 is so much like. One of my best friends growing up who ended up moving to the the country from Flint, Michigan. He's so much like that guy. But that show is really pushing the boundary. And the creepiest, most uncomfortable scene on any television show I've ever seen in my whole life. I witnessed it on the last episode of every show I've ever seen. every, Every movie, nothing was as uncomfortable and creepy to me as when the stepfather of Saren was tying his tie. It was it was so unnerving. That whole that's so unnerving to me. And I feel like that whole that is pushing the boundary so far that I really think that the show is running the risk of a lot of negativity where the really good points of that show may not get revealed. Mm-hmm. So that to me is an example of it. But I know that that's a part of that author's vision. Yeah. It's to portray like this child abusive relationship that's inappropriately sexual between a stepfather and this kid. But I just feel like the show is taking it like it's just just too far out there. I didn't see that part. So it was sexual? No, it wasn't sexual. It was just exceptionally uncomfortable. You know the kid is being molested by his stepfather. And the stepfather was saying some very coded, inappropriate things to him around his friends. And you knew what the connotation was of the conversation about the boy being special. But again, oh, yes. it was so uncomfortable to have to witness that. It was just kind of terrifyingly creepy. And that because and his you know was what, tying his tie? Yes. Okay. It was just whole. Un- it was so uncomfortable. Yeah, that that pissed me off when I. The whole relationship is so. It makes you yeah. so angry for that kid. For that. But kid. then again, it's like you know this is a reality of life, but you just don't want to see it on TV. Yeah. 
And you think, and it makes me say, is this really worth? Is this something that they need? To, is this really integral to this show? Yes, because I, you gotta respect the creativity of the artist who who's bringing it forth, the director, producer, everything like that. Is is they want it to be real? They want it to be raw and gritty. Mm-hmm. You know, I feel like it's 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 along the lines of um, this show is along the lines of like The Wire, and um, what's the other show that's very 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 similar to this? It's another show. Snowfall. No, not sn- yeah, Snowfall kind of. Snowfall is kind of based on Freeway Rick, I think. Freeway Rick Ross. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's by John Singleton, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. They tried mm-hmm. to give... Snowfall's uh, really good, though. Yeah, they tried to give Rick some money for that show, but it wasn't enough for him. But they went on ahead and moved forward with it without him, I guess. But um, it's another show that's very, very similar to this. I can't even think... Oh, uh, Midnight, the movie... Uh, Moonlight, right? Oh, well, Moonlight. the same guy, okay. the same. Moonlight. That's the point. The the same author oh. who wrote Moonlight is the author Terrell McC- uh, Terrell Alvin, whatever. Okay, he's the same guy who's writing writing this. So oh, it's the exact okay. same, it's the same story. Yeah. But I just hope it doesn't go in that direction. I hope, I hope it, so too cause because I've already seen that. Yeah, I don't think so. I think you know I, this story is day story. And I really don't want anything to take away from telling that story because that story has never been told. And that's what I want to see come to fruition. So we'll see. Uh, we'll see. Uh, it may not make it. It may get turned over in the same way that President uh, Pab's cabinet has been turned over multiple times. Mm-hmm. So just last week, we had another member of President uh, Pab's cabinet leave, Bolton. And it is now official that he has had more cabinet turnover than Reagan, Obama, and both of the Bushes had uh, total. In their first <laughs> terms, period. If you add up there, so Donald Trump has now had more turnover in his cabinet in the first two and a half years of his presidency than any of his five immediate predecessors did in their entire first terms. Poor leadership. You think it comes down to poor leadership? Hell yeah. Poor. His poor. People don't leave jobs, they, they leave poor bosses. Mm-hmm. Do you think that's the case or do you think it's just so difficult to lead in America at this time? No. I think it's poor leadership, period. <laughs> Period. It's poor leadership. I've I've been under a um a poor leader before and I'm hell, I'm under a poor leader now and shit. <laughs> <laughs> and the struggle is real. And the, the struggle, struggle is, is real. real. So Tansy, what are your thoughts? Have you been under poor leaders before? I have, that's why I don't work in corporate America anymore. It completely broke you from oh, that whole thing. Oh my process. gosh, it made me realize incompetent, mediocre white men are allowed to be in positions of power and they don't know what the hell they're talking about. And I'm not about to work underneath any of them. So I left. You where you live? With your parents? Uh uh-uh, I live alone. So what do you do? Freelance. So I went to school. I went when I quit corporate America. I went back to school and got my master of fine arts degree from SCAD mm-hmm. in film and television. So I do a lot of videography work, um, creative content. So people basically contract me to make create stuff, oh, and I don't good. leave my house for less than five hundred dollars. So oh, good. that's great. Yeah. Right. So corporate America, kiss my ass because I'm I never know coming right. back. Yeah. Yes. Hell yeah. We all want to leave that corporate rat race. <laughs> so you, yeah, everyone wants to leave the corporate rat race. Well, it's some hard, people though. don't have to it get is. into the corporate rat race. And some people say that's because of privilege. And because of privilege, Felicity Huffman gets 14 days in, pre, uh, in prison in the college Two cheating weeks, scandal. Um, you don't oh. think it's enough? No. Actress Felicity Huffman, one of the biggest names caught up in a college admissions scandal that rocked elite universities around the country, was sentenced to 14 days behind bars on last week, uh, on Friday, for her role in the sweeping scam. 
that's so white privilege. That's money and money. Well, hell yeah, she had money to be able to pay for a good attorney who probably had a nice relationship with the prosecutor and judge, and they got that shit down to the bare minimum. Because there's a black woman, I forgot what city she was in. She was taking her son to a school outside of the district that she lived in. This is like middle school or something like right. that. And got five years. Yeah, she probably five no money years. for a lawyer. This is a poor woman. Time. That's why she was taking her child to a better district so her child could have a better education in yeah. like middle school. This woman was paying so much money wow. to get her child into a, a college. Yeah. And she only gets two weeks. But that black woman got five years. Because five. she probably was indigent and didn't have enough money to pay Ooh. for an attorney to defend her like Felicity did. That's sick. Felicity can drop 150000 down on a lawyer. This lady, she's indigent. She yeah. probably she gave a little twenty five dollars, got her a public defender, and took her time because she couldn't afford it. It's Ugh. about money with them people. You got to have money for them lawyers. Money. And if 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 it's like a a street person or something like that, you know, you got to pay for the lawyer. And most of the time, federal federal shit, your lawyer gonna cost over ten thousand, and you have to sign a waiver form um, demonstrating that you are the one who gave this. $25,000 for the lawyer, and they're going to bring that up in your case. How you get that kind of money? They're going to investigate that right there. This is really odd. I did not know Felicity Hoffman. She's married to William H. Macy. Ain't that the crackhead yes. from Shameless? Yes. I did not know that. That is her husband. You know, I don't know. I People are saying this is a case of white privilege. I, ne- I don't think that her penalty was a case of white privilege. I personally don't necessarily think that she, maybe she should have gone to jail for it. I definitely don't think the lady in uh, the mother of the middle school should have gone to jail. That's absolutely ridiculous. Yes. It should have just been her child. If he crossed the tennis lines, he just can't go anymore. I'm going to have to research that story. Research yeah. it. Further for myself. But, I, you know, I do not know if... Everyone knows that when you're wealthy, you are going to be able to pay for things and do some mm-hmm. things and get some access that other people yeah. aren't going to get. But if she worked hard to gain that wealth... Should her children not benefit from those efforts? Is that not why we want to be wealthy? Right. So that our kids can have a better life than what we have? I want to be able and to so why are we punishing them for that? Oh, your kid, okay, you got the money. Make sure your dumbass child takes some SAT prep. <laughs> what are you talking about? I agree. The actress pled guilty and made for paying. She paid $15,000 to boost her daughter's SAT scores. If your daughter's a dumbass, she's a dumbass. Put her in some SAT prep. But no, that's not what the money... The money is not to cut out other people who are actually smarter. Make her go to a school where she can apply herself or she can she fits into that culture. Obviously, this is the culture for them. No, this, like, this is the culture for If them. the girl was too dumb to get into college of her choice, okay. put her in a college I agree. she can fit I agree with, I, yeah. I agree 100% yeah. with what you're saying. Yeah. I, I just want to always push back and culture. play devil's advocate. I also want to play devil's advocate about... This being white privilege. Is this white privilege or is this privilege in general? Because if you're wealthy and black, could you yeah. not have done the exact same thing? Is this really black? I mean, white privilege? I mean, they go down the time with and their names to and university. And got caught, I'm sure. Yeah, they do it all the time. That's why you see what colleges where they say, you know, the, the Marion M. Schuster Library. Correct. Because Marion M. Schuster There are people at Morehouse and Spelman right now 
that would not meet minimum qualifications to get in, but they yeah. got in because their, their families are legacies and they give large amounts of money. Right. They do it and all the time. there's absolutely no way they're going to get. So I don't necessarily know if it's white privilege or if it's just simply going to it be. It is the culture. The sentencing is white privilege, is what I'm saying. I don't think the act. No, I don't think. I don't, I don't agree. I think that she got a, sl- a small. First <gasps> off, she didn't want any jail time. And I, again, don't necessarily Two think this is worthy she. of jail time. But, because forever, this is going to tarnish her reputation and her daughter's reputation for life but she got two weeks because she confessed she pled guilty there are uh, Lori Laughlin the other actress involved who was our Aunt, Aunt Becky from um, Full, the, House, Full yeah. House and Full House she has not pled guilty she's fighting it so she's gonna of course if she's convicted get a much harsher penalty mm. which this is setting a precedence for her to probably do get convicted and there are other parents who are also not you know, pleading guilty. This was she pled guilty and still got uh, jail time. So I don't know, maybe. Um, who also is going to be getting jail time is a South African Christian pastor. Um, who? Oh, no, I'm sorry, it's the wrong story. I was going. That oh was my story. god, he's no, not no, getting no. jail time. South, we're gonna talk about that. Yeah. Wow. I'm sorry, but the, wow. <laughs> all right. Wow. Yeah. Hi. Y'all, oh listen, if you listen to the show regularly, all you hear is Didi getting on me like, read the nose, read the show nose, read the show nose, and look at him. He he literally just tried to, oh my God, he merged one two story, stories. No, one story that I was going to add that didn't even make the cut, it didn't make the docket, Woo. but one story was about a South Georgia uh, principal mm-hmm. who used to like, she would... To have the kids, she would have the teachers hold the kids down, take the pants off, and spank them with a ruler. And she's been doing this at a private school for a long time, and she was finally <laughs> caught. And she is getting jail time. But this is not that case. Uh, social media news is a, a South African uh, pastor. Pastor has died from purposeful starvation. The 44-year-old pastor was attempting to fast for 40 days, as Jesus did, or in the Bible, he wanted to pa- uh, fast for 40 days. And um, he didn't make it. He didn't even make it 30 days and he died. What do you guys think of this? <laughs> do you think this was a worthy effort and a worthy cause from him to... Are what you, was he doing it for just to prove a point? He, he, well, Jesus fasted for 40 days right. and 40 nights and he wanted to fast for 40 days and 40 nights. He was trying to beat Jesus. <laughs> well, he was trying to show that he's like Jesus. Is equal or break Jesus Christ's record of fasting for 40 days? He tried to break a record. He didn't make it to 30 days and he died. Oh. Damn. And even further, the article says, <laughs> That's not funny, unlike you know. Jesus, Mr. Alfred's body didn't rise from the tomb. They His body up. was found by a stranger. <laughs> <laughs> Why are you laughing at me? <laughs> wow. Why are you laughing at this man? <laughs> I'm not oh, meeting. Yes, you are. So wow. let me just be transparent. Ooh, I'm flat out laughing. Like because I'm laughing at, I am laughing. The way they wrote that. <laughs> Bottom line, now you know you're not Jesus. Right. Now you know that you shouldn't even pretend it's blasphemy to think that you could be equal to Jesus or break his record. We want to be Christ-like, don't we? So let's hope that he can be Christ-like and he made it to heaven trying to imitate the Lord. Amen. So in addition to that, uh, it talks about California Senate wants to have uh, laws and regulations that give Uber and Lyft contractors rights uh, like employees. Do you guys think this is a good idea or is this going to hurt the economy? It's going to hurt. That's going to hurt. Explain. Because now they're going to start like paying them in like a paycheck form. They're going to take taxes out of it. 
if they don't sign up for health insurance, they're going to get a penalty at the end of the year. It's better to just be a contractor because most of the people weren't reporting that income Mm-mm. on their tax returns. <clears throat> California just want a piece of their tax money and they want to make sure they get it so they want to be able to clock it Free. so they make them full-time employees. And that's going to, you think, hurt yeah. the industry as a whole and it wouldn't yeah. be a good thing. They try to make it seem like they help people, but they're not. They just want to get their money because they're not getting it. The people not reporting that income. So, have you guys ever been involved in the gig economy? I know, Tessie, you do gigs. And so, how does that flow for your tax purposes? I will not be speaking on this on this because you will not pull this up on me later on. So, you know, to wrap up our Tuesday talk, uh, Meek Mill has been doing some great things. Here is something, some ups and great news in the community is that Meek Mill donated 500 backpacks to Philadelphia students. It's always great when our celebrities give back. I think it's always good to talk about that because I oftentimes will accuse him of not doing some things like we accused or kind of broke down and talked about Beyonce. Uh, I'm happy to talk about, you know, some good news. So shout out to Meek Mill. And again, Candy, thank you so much for joining us. We can't wait to see you tomorrow as we wrap up this week's work and talk with you and looking at the... The Bad Bitch Devotional, the 21 Day Rise to Power. All right, guys. Thanks. Can't wait to talk to you tomorrow. See you.